0: Listener-supported, WNYC Studios.
1: Love can make you crazy and can make <laughs> you do crazy things. But, <laughs> well, I know I will never go to the army <laughs> for a girl.
2: From WQXR and the Metropolitan Opera, this is Ariya Code. I'm Rhiannon Gibbons. The reason that the aria has been referred to as the Mount Everest of tenor arias is that there are nine high seas at the end, and the seas are extreme for any human, for any tenor. (laughs) My mission?
3: Explore one great aria and find out what's beneath the surface. Today it's A Mes Amis, from La Fille du Regiment, by Gaetano Donizetti. He's full of
0: joy and he's full of life and just full of, That's get this party started, you know, type of stuff. And with me, it was the same thing. It's like, it's really scary when you have to change, but change is good.
3: People don't realize how much stamina it takes to be an opera singer. I read somewhere that the average opera singer expends the same amount of energy as a football player during the course of a game. I, I didn't believe it until I started studying myself. And i say one of the hardest moments that I had when I was studying opera was I, I remember I was in a production of Manon. And uh, I had this really high note to sing. I had to sing a high D, which is so high I don't even sing it anymore. But back then I, I still had a few in me. And I had my costume on, which was corsets and skirts and powdered wigs and all sorts of things. And I was kneeling at the tenor's feet. And I had to slowly make my way up. I kind of climb up his body while I was singing, heading up to this really, really high note. I'll never forget it. I mean, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I did it. But don't think that tenor whose leg I was climbing had it any easier. Tenors have to bring the high notes all the time. And the one they're reaching for, the one that takes everything they've got, it's the high C. It's a really high note. And it's something that people have to work for. Even a single high C in an opera is an event both for the singer and for the audience. Everyone in the room knows how easily it could go... so wrong. It's a lot of pressure. Now, what do you get if you multiply that pressure by nine? You get Ah, Mizami, the aria that tenors refer to as their Mount Everest. Donizetti wrote this beast of a song, and lucky us, we're gonna hear it in just a moment. But first, let me tell you a little bit about what's going on in this opera. All you really need to know is that it's your basic boy-meets-girl and has to impress her multiple dads story. Not two dads like many kids have these days. Forty dads. That's 40, four, zero. And it's because Marie, our heroine, is an orphan who was adopted by an entire French regiment. Intertonio, a soldier fighting the French, who falls hard for Marie, of course. And it's so hard to impress your father's-in-law when you're also trying to kill them. So he switches sides to get the girl. Her dads stand down, and welcome him into their enormous family. Ah, Mes is Tonio's celebration. He's bursting with joy about spending the rest of his life with Marie. So much joy, in fact, that the guy sings nine, count him, nine high C's. So to understand this aria and the sheer athleticism behind it, I spoke to a singer, a vocal coach, and a former NFL football player. The singer is tenor Javier Camarena.
1: That's a as, I mean.
3: <laughs> as you can hear, Camarena's got the money notes, and he pretty much
1: always has. I actually made my professional debut as a singer with Tony with uh, Phil de Regiment. <laughs> it was exciting and terrifying experience.
3: The vocal coach is Lydia Brown. She teaches at Juilliard, and she's been
2: working at the Met since 2005. I think my love of singers came out of learning what they have to do on stage. And our former football player is Tau Pupua.
0: I am from the kingdom of Tonga, grew up in Salt Lake City.
3: Just like Tonio, he followed his heart and made a big career change. In this case, from the football field to the opera stage.
0: Played in the NFL, got injured, and by luck went to Juilliard. Now I'm an opera singer. Everybody's story, am I right? That totally happened to me.
3: Okay, let's decode A Mes Amis from La Fille du Régiment.
1: Tonio is a young man. He's a humble person. Maybe he was taking care of ships, or maybe he was a farmer. And he happens to be in the right place to meet uh, Marie, who becomes the love of his life. He's passionate, he's in love with her, and he can throw himself in the cliff in order to save her and to be with her.
2: He's just found out that he's not only going to marry her, but he's also going to join the regiment. So the aria that he sings is in
0: celebration of both of those elements. He is just full of joy and just full of life that he just wants to express it to the world. Like he just wants to climb up the highest mountain and instead of singing, the hills are alive with the sound of music, he wants to sing Amezami And he wants to sing nine high seas for you. It's like making nine quarterback sacks or nine tackle for losses in the NFL. I am the youngest out of nine, and uh, my parents moved to America because America is the land of opportunity. And so, of course, I grew up very humble, meaning that we didn't have much. But the only way for me to go to college was through a scholarship through sports. Luckily, I'm six five and two hundred and <clears throat> pounds, so I used my God-given talent to take myself to school. So I went to Weber State University. And that's where I got drafted by the Cleveland Browns and then moved on to the Baltimore Ravens. And then that's where I got injured.
1: I actually made my professional
0: debut as a singer
1: with Tonio with La uh, Fille de Regiment. <laughs> it was exciting and terrifying experience <laughs> because I didn't speak any French. So trying to sing this opera in French, I, I think it was like... A sp- French or something like that. But I mean, I, it was very, very exciting. It was uh, my first chance on the stage, my first time to an audience who was actually paying for seeing me sing. And I learned so much for that debut, for sure. I mean, it's always a huge hit. And uh, for me, it's always a joy. I share the joy with Tonio.
2: So right before we hear Amezami, he's with his male chorus on stage, and he's trying to wake them up. Amezami, Amezami, get up! I have this great thing to tell you.
1: We have a beautiful introduction for this aria, and begins with almost the whole orchestra playing in unison. That, 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 that already makes you feel in the beat and, and excitement. And then comes Tonio and repeats all this introduction. Oh, my friends, this is a day of joy, and I will follow your steps.
4: <laughs>
2: But one thing I find expressive is in the very beginning, you know, we're in E-flat major and the tenor sings, which is just within the key that's been established. And then this little change, Ah, mes
4: amis.
2: What it does is that it takes the music up a step. It's Dona way of just ramping up the excitement that he feels and also the urgency of the text. He's trying to say this is this day of celebration then he says it's really this day of celebration.
0: When I got injured in football it was with the Baltimore Ravens and I got triple team. That means the tackle was head on. And what happened was his foot came right on top of my foot and it broke the arch of my foot. And so my whole foot just collapsed. I remember thinking to myself, oh my gosh, what do I do now? This is what I've trained for my whole entire life. And then now I'm injured. And so I looked up to the heavens and I said, what is my calling? And I remember this small voice came into my head, into my soul, and it said, step left and move forward and go to New York and sing. And that's what I did.
1: Then he's talking about her, he's thinking about her, and that's his motor during the whole aria. But every single time he's talking about Marie, the melody comes really in a legato way.
2: All the rhythm in the orchestra falls away. It's purely text and beautiful singing, which is in stark contrast to the rest of the aria. So it's almost as relaxing when he thinks of her.
0: Well, as Tonio in the opera, you know, he's so full of joy that he wants to change sides. And with me, you know, changing from football to the singing thing, both of us, I think we come from love. I think love moves everything, the love to do something. If you don't love what you're doing, then you're not able to live a life of joy and a life of light and a life of happiness. And with Tonio, he's full of joy and he's full of life and just full of, let's get this party started, you know, type of stuff. And with me, it was the same thing. It's like it was scary at first. It's really scary when you have to change, but change is good. Change is good.
2: The aria, somebody had referred to it as the Mount Everest of tenor arias, and I think it's true. Not many people have actually sung it, which I think is further testament to its difficulty and to its need for a very particular voice type. Donizetti was one of our primary composers of bel canto, and bel canto, it really just translates to beautiful singing. Bel
1: canto is this style that it was developed mainly in Italy at the end of the 18th century, at the beginning of the 19th. And from this period, they're focused in one particular thing. The voice as the most important instrument in the whole conception of the opera. The voice has the most beautiful melodies, where we can find the high notes like a crown, like the climax of a phrasing. goes also together with the feelings and all the emotions that uh, each of the roles are living in these uh, different librettos, This repertoire uh, suits me very, very well because of the characteristics of my voice, also for the way, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm Mexican, I'm a Latino, uh, so <laughs> this part of uh, how, uh, yeah, how we feel, how we experience love. Uh, it's also, it, it, it has been very helpful for singing this
4: repertoire.
1: <laughs> and then is all this beautiful, joyful part when he's saying, Pour mon âme, quel destin, j'ai sa flamme et j'ai sa main. For my soul, I'm destined to have uh, her hand and her love. And he begins doing this beautiful long phrasing. <speaking in Spanish>
2: So the reason that the aria has been referred to as the Mount Everest of tenor arias is that there are nine high C's at the end. And it's not to say that the rest of the aria is easy. In fact, some tenors who I've spoken to say that for them, the high C's are some of the easiest parts, which is hard to believe because when you hear it, you can't imagine. But some of them singing earlier they say, is even harder because it's singing in the passaggio, which is kind of in the middle of the voice for a tenor. And sometimes that can be more taxing. And the C's are extreme for any human, for any tenor. (laughs) I think that usually a composer will use high notes to express essentially a climax of a phrase that music has kind of a natural rise and fall. And the rise has the most intensity. It's Donatetti saying, I can't imagine. It's almost like a, a written out yippee. You know, it's that kind of a feeling.
0: I consider opera singers as athletes, because we are athletes. The way we use our body when we sing, I mean, to sing an opera that is like three to four hours long, you have to have stamina, you have to have power, because you have to sing over an orchestra, you have to sing and fill a a theater of the mat, 4,000 seats, But you gotta, you know, you have to have that discipline of not overdoing it because you want to get to the last act. You have to be mentally strong, you know, for because the critics will come after you and they will rip you apart or they will love you. But you just have to stay focused and positive. You have to be strong. The thing is that you have worked so much
1: when you practice and you try to master this particular note in, um, in your voice, you do it like 40 times. I remember myself actually finishing so tired that I was not able to sing one single note more. And then, yeah, you reach a point where, well, it's maybe not that hard singing misami mean, When you feel secure, it's
0: really, really, really a joy. Sorry, but in the Aria, if you don't have that first C, your mind is going to start playing games saying, oh my gosh, you have eight more to go. And you're just thinking, please. And if you don't get that second high C, oh, kiss today, goodbye. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's the pressure is really, really high. I think of people, you know, like LeBron
2: James, for example, who in order to make the amount of shots that he makes. You can only imagine the hundreds and thousands of shots that went into making them now. And I think that it's similar with singing. They sing arias hundreds of times. It's a constant immersion in the art of singing. And so what they're doing is building, they're building the muscle. What what makes
1: it very, very special, Amizami, is the context is he singing to the joy and each one of these high seas are a screaming of happiness and uh like Tonio is the the personal realization of, of himself being a soldier to be able to marry marie and he's so happy and he's so joyful that every single time that he's singing a high C, is a is is you know an explosion of happiness, and that's what makes Amisami so special. <laughs> Love can make you crazy and can make you <laughs> do crazy things uh, but yes, I think when when you realize that you have found that special person that will complete your life, yeah, you dare to do a lot of things uh, in order to make her happy so yeah, in that part, I can be a little bit like Tonya.
2: You know, I remember when I first moved to New York and I would get in line for the cheap seats on Saturday morning and I was always, as a young kid, I was always so struck by these long lines of people that just were just waiting in the cold for sometimes an hour or two. And I I quickly began to realize why, which was that it's about the thrill of a live art form and the thrill of finding a voice that you're just going to be in love with. And I think the reason that we're so drawn to opera, if we are, is that there is an element of risk that's inherent in singing. And there is an incredible strength and gift in that, which I think is something that even if audience members don't understand it, they feel it. I just feel like I'm right there with them.
0: Before a football game, I would, you know, mentally picture myself sacking the quarterback killing the running back anybody who has the ball i am like a heat sinking missile i go after that person and so that's what i visualize before i go out for a game and then opera i visualize standing on stage and i'm singing and after an aria say la bohème after the kj Lira manina and after the high c this is so dumb that I'm standing there and my arms are open wide and the spotlight is down on me and they're throwing flowers at me. (laughs) That's ridiculous. But hey, why not? Why not? Everyone's different. And you have to find what brings out your greatness. We
3: just heard tenor Javier Camarena, vocal coach Lydia Brown, and football player turned opera singer Ta'u Pupua. All right, so we just surveyed Mount Everest. Are you ready to summit? Here's Javier leading us up. <laughs>
4: Ah, mes amis, quel jour de fête Je vais marcher sous vos drapeaux L'amour qui m'a tourné la tête Désormais, désormais mirra Ah, eh, oh. ah, quel bonheur Oui, mes amis, je vais marcher sous vos drapeaux Je vais marcher sous vos drapeaux we sell Sous ah, amis, de fête, je vais marcher sous votre rabat, à mes amis qu'un jour défaite, je vais marcher sous votre rabat, je vais marcher sous votre rameau.
3: Nine C's? No problem. That was Javier Camarena and the Metropolitan Opera Orchestra. There's really nowhere to go from here, so let's close the curtain on this episode of Aria Code. This show is a co-production of WQXR and the Metropolitan Opera. Our producer is Marin Lazian, Brendan Francis Newham is our editor, and Matt Abramovitz is our executive producer. Sound design and mixing by Matt Boynton and original music by Hannes Brown. Our team also includes Krista Ripple and Ricardo Quiñones Special thanks to Javier Camarena, Lydia Brown, and Pupua for their insights into A Mes Amis from Donizetti's La Fille du Regiment. Join me next episode to hear why Gilda was so quick to fall in love with the absolute wrong guy. Gilda is very young, and of course she doesn't really understand what true love really is or what the consequences of falling in love could be, especially with the wrong person. And when I was younger, yes, I did fall in love with the wrong person and was very heartbroken by that experience, but it, it taught me a lot about falling in love and about relationships. I'm Rhiannon Giddens, and I'll see you next time. Merci beaucoup.